episode 96. Today, I speak with Dr. Greg Sanders from Hybrid Chart about leveling up hospital rounding. American healthcare entrepreneurs and executives you want to know. Talking. Relentlessly seeking value. We've had many guests on the podcast talk about technology for physician offices. And we've also had some discuss technology for inpatient settings. And we've also talked with guests whose expertise centers on following the patient from outpatient to inpatient and then out again. But we've never had anybody talk about technology for an office-based physician who happens to be caring for patients in the hospital. My guest today, Greg Sanders, MD, is a practicing cardiologist who also knows his way around software development. Hybrid Chart was born out of Greg's desire to solve the big challenges that doctors encounter when rounding in a hospital. My name is Stacey Richter, and this podcast is sponsored by Aventria Health Group. Welcome to Relentless Health Value, Greg. Hi, Stacey. Thanks for having me. You are a cardiologist at a cardiology practice, which makes sense. And of course, you have patients who occasionally get admitted to one of your area hospitals. So why don't we start out by talking about the typical doctor rounding in the area hospital circa, when did you start Hybrid Chart? I started Hybrid Chart in 2008, and it came out of a need to streamline and really fix a broken process of trying to round at hospitals. So yes, I am a practicing cardiologist and I have 10 fabulous partners and we divide and conquer and cover seven hospitals. And so as you can imagine, if I have to figure out who I'm seeing at each hospital and there's different coverage schedules that are very complicated, we needed a a lot of staff members to really help us manage just the process itself. So hybrid chart originally grew out of this need to really just coordinate how we're going to take care and keep track of all these patients. And then of course it springboarded into all sorts of other stuff, but that was the real original intent. What are some of these challenges of both coordination and process that you speak of? Well, some of them are just basic. If there are any practicing physicians listening right now, they're going to nod their head up and down. But basically, some of it is just pure communication logistics. So I have a list of 20 patients at this hospital. It's Friday. I'm not on call. One of my partners is on call. I have to somehow communicate to them who these patients are. And so especially in an era now where HIPAA compliance is not just sort of a Mm, I'm not sure if I want to follow that. I mean, these are hard, fast rules. You have to be very careful how you communicate this list. But even from a practical standpoint, it became very hard to coordinate. And then if you multiply number of people, number of hospitals on any given day, the amount of communication that has to occur is staggering. And so that's one big component, which is just pure census management. The other issue is communicating from the office staff to the physicians or providers that are taking care of patients. So if a consult comes into the office, my secretary is answering the phone or my scheduler is answering the phone. Somehow they have to communicate that to me because I'm not there. I'm at the hospital running around trying to take care of patients. So communication between your back office 
and the providers is yet another kind of layer of communication that needs to go on. And then from my standpoint, my management of my own day, I've got to pull up my list. I got to figure out who I've seen, who I haven't seen. And when we start talking a little bit about the charge capture and the, the billing component of hybrid chart, you're going to start to realize that I'm walking around with either stacks of papers, cue cards, and you're immediately going to realize that this is a very, very dangerous, bad system. I made some notes. First off, as you called it, census management. You obviously have a sizable practice. You've got a number of patients who may or may not be in the hospital. How do you figure out who's where and then further the information about that patient? I mean, especially if it's one of your partner's patients, it's very difficult, I'm sure, to show up in their room with limited information about what the situation is. Well, there is a difference between the electronic health record or the actual patient record that is being documented versus what is referred to as the sign out. Some communication snippets between the providers to say, no, this is a 78-year-old person with congestive heart failure and they, you know, they need and and even some hints like, you know, they need more diuresis, they need this, they need that. Those types of sign outs and what are happening in even in residency programs across the country right now are careful attention to sign outs because that's where a lot of medical errors can occur as well. So nursing sign outs, physician sign outs, the handoff is very important as well. So this is another tool to help you and facilitate the handoff. Let's talk about that for a sec, because you did mention the EHR, and, and this is something that I'm curious about. Obviously, if you're in a hospital, they're going to have an EHR. There's going to be information about the patient, which is in the EHR at the hospital. And as we all know, interoperability being what it is, there may or may not be additional information beyond what happened to that particular patient or what they are able to figure out about that particular patient during that particular patient visit. Is there information, though, that as that patient's cardiologist, what are the gaps there that you're missing at that point? And then how does that affect the sign out or the discharge? Well, I think medical informatics is really still at its infancy. People are starting to emerge with some electronic solutions and electronic record keeping, but they're all completely disconnected. So I'll give you an example. I show up to the hospital. One of my patients is sitting there in the hospital. I open up the hospital's EHR whatever it may be, none of my office notes are in there. The only things that are in there are hospital-related visit data. So if they were there before, I would have that information. If they've never been there before, I only have the data that's been collected since they arrived. What I really want is the data from my office, which is sitting in my EHR in my office. But most of those EHRs are locked down pretty hard or accessing them from a public space is cumbersome. Not impossible, but cumbersome. So hybrid chart is the glue between these things. For instance, I'm in the hospital. I pull up hybrid chart on my phone. I have an immediate connection to my EHR in my office, and I have clinical data that's pulled as well. I have medication lists. I have allergies. I have appointment lists. I have ICD-10 codes. All these things are going to help me take better care of that patient because I have an, a faster access and even sometimes even more accurate access to that data. Because if I rely on what's in the EHR in the hospital, that data was probably collected by a triage nurse in the ER. You never really know where that data comes from. You have to probably sit with the patient, really go over their list. And you may be thinking, well, shouldn't you just know your patient? Well, I have 10,000 patients. I can't remember every detail of someone who rolls through the emergency room. 
okay, the cat kind of got out of the bag there. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about a physician's experience and kind of the troubles that a, a physician has in the absence of the glue, as you called Hybrichar, which is the product that you founded. Why don't we just close the earlier part of the conversation? If I was going to make a list, say, of the main problems that a rounding physician might have today in the absence of tools to correct them as they round in a hospital, what would you say the three, four, five biggest gaps are? I mean, we talked about communication and the census building, number one. Would you include that in one group or is that sort of two things? No, I, I think the census management kind of falls into this broad category of coordination of your census list and all the pitfalls. Remember, if I have to spend an hour on the phone on a Sunday night signing out to all the people that are going to be taking care of patients at various hospitals on Monday, that's an hour that I could be spending with my children. That's an hour that I could be spending doing all sorts of things. So free physician time keeps dwindling away every year. So I would include census management and the coordination of that as a broad category of very much perceived pain by most doctors in this country. Sometimes there are unrealized or unperceived problems. So if I say to a doctor, hey, do you think you're missing any charges? They'll say, no, I'm not. Well, guess what? They are. Another big pitfall is if doctors are putting down charges on pieces of paper, they forget. They're probably not going to be as accurate because they're maybe doing it at the end of the day. I can't tell you how many times my dry cleaner used to hand me a stack of cue cards saying, I think these are yours. I'm like, oh man, those were from three weeks ago. Or I would find them in my trunk. The whole definition of a, a gap is that you don't know there is one. So. Right. <laughs> a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. Okay, so we've got census management, we've got coordination, and we obviously have a billing gap or potential gap that's there. This is the state of your day job. But obviously you have a programming background. You decide that you're going to tackle this. So you, you mentioned hybrid chart a moment ago and kind of gave us a taste of what's to come. But maybe you can describe how the physician journey through the rounding process changes with hybrid chart? Well, I think that initially with physicians, there's always some sort of resistance to change and fear of change. And I think it's important to point out that we really don't want to disrupt the workflow. We want to try to mirror the natural workflow of a provider and enhance it and automate and digitize only the parts of it that truly need to be digitized. If you rewrite the whole script, you solve five problems and then you create 20 new ones. We talked about, for example, census management. Previously, the before picture is doctor spending Sunday night trying to figure out where they're going to go on Monday. How is that different with hybrid chart? It's a completely different world. So let's say it's Friday and I'm not on call. I have to figure out who's covering these hospitals. So I got to look up on a schedule. I have to call those people and hope they're available. And then I have to sit down with them and walk them through where all the patients are. And then, I mean, some people fax back and forth. Some people put a list on Google Drive, by the way, not HIPAA compliant. So just from a, a simple way, this handoff immediately goes away. But most practices dedicate, whether they know it or not, one, two, I've seen up to four full-time equivalent employees just to manage the census. So, you know, we have a practice of cardiac surgeons. They're very busy. They cover 14 hospitals. They had four full-time equivalent employees that were 
managing the patients because patients move, patients have all th- come, are coming and going and they have to be communicating with the doctors. The second they started using HybridChart, that went away immediately. What does that look like, though? Let's just fast forward and say that, all right, I'm a cardiologist and in my practice, we use HybridChart and I know how to use it and, and whatnot. What does it look like? Do I get a screen in the morning that says, all right, here's all your patients and this is where they are? No, it's a cloud-based census. So it's a centralized database of your patients. Let's say you're on the desktop, you will pull up the application and you will be divided by different hospitals or sometimes even groups within hospitals. You can configure it any way you'd like. And so if you click on a census, let's say a particular hospital, the patients that are currently at that hospital that are assigned to us that are on our census will all appear there and they'll you can sort them in any way you want of course and all you can dig in and get all the data you want about that particular patient so if one of my staff in my office goes in and moves the patient from one room to another or moves the patient from one hospital to another which sometimes happens or removes the patient from the list that is broadcasted or propagated immediately to everyone. So now if the doctor at that hospital pulls up their phone, opens up the app and pulls up the list, the information will have changed because it's all centralized. Before they'd have to call the doctor and say, hey, Mr. Smith moved to room 14, just so you know. And that's a massive waste of human resources, a massive waste of time. And then you're interrupting the physician constantly who's just trying to get work done. And this is the link back to your office EHR as well. So you can be, as you had described earlier, you're kind of in the hospital all by yourself and you don't have access to all the great notes that have been an information about a patient which are locked up in your office across town. So with hybrid chart, you not only have access to the kind of patient current events and where the patient is, but you also have access to all of your previous information at your fingertips. Exactly which is very, very precious. I can probably connect the dots and see how billing fits in, but I'll leave that question up to you. So billing is another huge challenge. And when I try to describe this product to people who aren't in medicine, they don't quite understand the disconnect until I I walk them through this. I'm at the hospital, I'm doing my billing, and they say, well, why don't you just put your bills in the, in the hospital EHR? I said, I would love to do that, but my billing staff don't work at that hospital, and that's not my EHR. So somehow my charges have to make their way back to my office where my billing staff are all sitting working furiously, or if I've outsourced my billing, so let's say I live in California and I've outsourced my billing to a company in Nevada, well, how am I going to get it to them? And that's a very frequent occurrence, by the way. So that's the major disconnect. Now, the whole reason why hybrid chart even came into existence is because I came to Arizona. I had moved from Boston where I was doing my training and I looked around at private practice and I said, wow, this is really broken. And I'm uh, very passionate about process and process improvement. And I've always used my development skills and computer science skills to help solve real world problems. And so I show up to private practice and I'm horrified by how broken it is. So I build hybrid chart and version one, I showed it to my partners and they said, no, no, thanks. We're good. And I'm like, really? Like really? Cause this fixes all the things. And they said, no, we're, you know, we're fine. We're functional. We're doing well. And this is very typical of doctors. And I can say that because I am one. So I'm self bashing. <laughs> so one day we decide to paint our billing office. So we have to move all the desks out of the office to paint the whole thing. And sure enough, we pull out one of our billers desks And about mm, 
5,000 pieces of paper were behind her desk. We look at them and they are our billing sheets that the doctors had filled out. And sure enough, I hand her my stack of all the charges that I worked very hard to produce. And at the end of the day, she wanted to go home to a clean desk. So what would she do? She would take the billing sheets and drop them behind her desk. Ta-da, they're gone. <laughs> now, the problem is there's no record. Uh, there's no denominator. There's no accountability. I don't know that it didn't happen. There's no cross-checking that's going to say, hey, we're missing these charges. Nobody knew they even happened. So there were probably about $300,000 of charges sitting behind her desk, most of which we couldn't recoup because they were old. And so all of my partners looked at me and said, um, hey, Greg, that program you developed, if we use that, this will never happen again, right? And I was like, that's right, because now you have a denominator. Now you have a permanent record of what you did that you can always go back and search and data crunch and micromanage if you want, but it never goes away. And so that was really the stimulus that led the horrified look in my partner's eyes <laughs> to say, I can't believe we've let this happen. So that was when my practice actually decided to adopt hybrid chart. Now, this is a dramatic story, but it really sort of drives home the point that physicians are probably not aware of what's going on. And sometimes it's not even malicious. So two cue cards can get stuck together. Or again, my dry cleaner handed me back the cards, but what if someone threw them out? So as you can see, you really don't want to be working in a paper system anymore if you don't have to. That goes back to something you had said earlier, which I thought was really interesting, that technology is really only half of the equation and, and maybe not even that much. Technology is worthless, really, unless somebody uses it and uses it well. And nothing for nothing, but doctors are fairly notorious for not showing up at trainings and, and for good reasons. And I don't want to minimize the reasons for this, but healthcare professionals tend to be very hesitant about switching up workflows and processes because there's a lot at stake there. So as a physician yourself and a developer, what's your take on that? Well, I think you're bringing up an incredibly important point. The teaching physicians or having physicians train on new software or changing their process is very challenging. And it's not because doctors aren't smart. Of course they're smart. They have created in their world this perfect balance of functionality and then bleed into that a teeny bit of arrogance and I know better than you and then I don't have to show up to this training. I'll just wing it. Um, these are very common sort of personality traits of physicians because we have accomplished a lot and we had to wing things through our entire training. And so we just figure we're going to wing everything else too. So physician adoption is a, is a massive problem. And if you look at our human resources in our company of what we dedicate to, a huge percentage of it is implementation. And we developed kind of our own implementation program called Jump Right In. And and this is for hybrid chart, just to clarify. This is for hybrid yeah. chart, but it, it is very, very challenging. And so, yes, as you mentioned, physicians will not show up for training. They will not watch a training video. They won't do it. And it's not because they don't want to really. It's they're too busy. And remember, physicians are at the bottom of the funnel of everybody who comes up with a good idea or who wants to collect data or who wants to do this, who wants to meet this requirement or the government comes out with a new mandate Guess where that all funnels down to? That's right, the physician. They bear the brunt of all this stuff. 
And so they're just completely overwhelmed and they're tapped out. They say, I can't do it. Can't do one more thing. Don't like leave me alone. I'm, I'm trying to take care of human beings here. And so that's really kind of what the mental state that they show up in and even convincing them that no, no, this is going to make your life easier. That doesn't always sink in or they just, they're still quite resistant jump right in. That's kind of like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. So you're just like, fine. <laughs> Let me yeah, help you it wing it. Refers, <laughs> it yeah. Is that, is that kind of what it is? So they don't really need training or have you cracked that nut? No, it's more of the idea of you can't plan out everything and, and learn everything before you start. You have to kind of just take a leap of faith, jump right in, realize that once you're in there, things are going to feel very comfortable and where that you expect them to be. And that sometimes groups, and it's not just the physicians, it's the schedulers and the billers and everybody's kind of resistance to change. And we always describe internally implementing hybrid chart as trying to get a rocket off the ground. So you've got five thrusters. And if you only fire one thruster, then the rocket goes sideways into the wall. I mean, you have to fire all five at the same time to get it like three inches off the ground. You get everybody somewhat functional. And once it's three inches off the ground, then you work on really getting the rocket up into the air. And so the jump right in really is that you have to get all the components firing all at the same time, believe it or not, which is the real challenge. And if everybody's waiting until they're really comfortable and that they've had three weeks of training, then it's not going to work. And I'll give you a perfect example. If I'm a physician and HybridChart focuses very heavily on discharge management. So we believe that once the patient leaves the hospital, the office, which is usually in the dark, has to be so much in the loop of what's going on. So we are training the physicians, you have to put in their disposition, where are they going, who are they following up with, what's the time frame, what other tests do you need, a lot of detail, which is going to take the doctor maybe an extra, I don't know, 15 seconds to fill out, but it's definitely a time investment on their part. On the other side, we want the schedulers to be receiving all this data, running the reports, getting all the alerts, doing all the scheduling that the doctors are, are saying. Now, as you can imagine, if either one of them are not doing it, it's not going to work. So if the doctors say, well, I'm putting in this, all, all this data in, but the schedulers aren't paying attention to it. So why am I doing it? And then they say, forget it. I'm not going to do it. Or the schedulers say, look, I'm running the report every day, but there's no data coming in because the doctors aren't doing it. So I'm just not going to run this report any, uh, anymore. It's just a waste of time. So you have to get them to both adopt simultaneously, which is hard. And that's where the jump right in comes. And, that, and, and you can extend this model, this example, to almost every feature in the product. And it, you have to have all the thrusters firing at the same time for it to work. And that's part of our secret sauce, I believe. Once again, this is a hookup that needs to happen with the office. If, if you're in the hospital and you say, all right, this patient, you know, upon discharge needs to come back and have a follow-up visit. And these are the three things that need to happen in that follow-up visit. That's also obviously very critical information that, as you just described, needs to get back to the office. Right. And so what we're moving away from right now are the practical parts of hybrid chart of, yeah, you're going to manage your census and yeah, you're going to capture all your charges. And that's all said and done. What hybrid chart does is we take a few other categories very seriously. One of them is discharge management. So this has nothing to do with convenience to the provider. This has to do with patient care. And so if you use the hybrid chart workflow, your patient in the hospital could conceivably have a follow-up visit already in place 
before they've even wheeled out of the hospital, they're still in a hospital gown. And they may even have, if they're identified as a high-risk patient through our system, they may even be having a nurse calling them while they're still in their hospital room. Now, if you look at a, from a global standpoint in terms of national healthcare problems, the disconnect between disposition, the inpatient and outpatient realm is massive and it's a big problem. And the mandates coming down the pike from powers that be in the future are most likely going to mandate that you have some sort of follow-up visit established before you can even let the patient out of the hospital. And so if you don't have a system to manage that, well, you're going to be way behind. And so hybrid chart takes discharge management very carefully because number one, it's way better care for a patient to make sure that they have an established follow-up. Now, I can't go to their house and bang on their door and drag them to my office. Some of the responsibility falls on the patient, but if you make it real easy for them, as opposed to saying, yeah, just call my office and I'm sure we'll connect, uh, that may or may not happen. From a patient quality care standpoint, that part is huge. Think about it, switch gears and think about it from a revenue cycle standpoint. If that patient never shows up to my office, I've just lost a huge source of revenue because it's not just a follow-up visit. There's diagnostic testing and then there's the follow-up visits that are going to occur over the next half a decade potentially. And then there's their sister who says, who are you using for cardiology? And then there, and that's another patient. It's exponential. So making a little bit of effort and having a process in place to really capture disposition, discharge follow-up, that helps you in numerous ways. Plus, you're taking better care of patients. Yeah, and I was just going to say it's that in the transition of care, that that's where the problems happen. What do you think the real secret sauce is that Hybrid Chart offers? The real, real secret sauce to Hybrid Chart is data acquisition and metric acquisition and quality of care metrics. That's really the secret sauce. It's not the discussion you can just launch into from the beginning. It, it's sort of maybe the part two to this, which is, okay, now you've definitely taken care of all your low-hanging fruit. You've got your process fixed. You've got your discharge management fixed. You're secure messaging each other. But now there's the whole question of how do we crunch data? How do we look to make sure that we're capturing data? And the extension of the physician part is the docs don't want to collect data. They just won't do it. And so how do you get it? That is really kind of, I think, the ultimate purpose of hybrid chart moving forward anyway. I thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, I appreciate you having me. This is a very troubling but exciting time, I think, in informatics and health informatics. And I think that most of your listeners are struggling to try to find global solutions to problems. And I think your forum is really helping bring some of these issues to light. Links to everything discussed on the program today can be found at RelentlessHealthValue.com. If you visit the website, RelentlessHealthValue.com, you will also find a complete listing of all of the shows that we have published thus far. There are over 50 at this point with leading entrepreneurs and executives in the healthcare space today. Another cool feature is, you know, you can subscribe to the show so that every week the episode is automatically sent to you so you don't have to remember to go to the website to download it. Thanks so much for listening.